Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do our top 5 most anticipated PlayStation 5 games overall. So not for 2021 or 2022, just overall our top 5 most anticipated games. I'm your host Matthew and joining me today my co-host is Barry. How are you doing? I'm very well thank you. Uh, It's been obviously a while since we've actually done a podcast together so uh, looking forward to this. Yeah definitely man definitely. Uh, It was September by the way uh, because I I saw in the uh, when I opened Skype that was the last call so yeah um, it's been been a little bit of time. Uh, The previous one that we did just to mention what that actually was uh, it was another PlayStation list that was for the top five best PlayStation 1 games which you can still find on the website and uh, if I remember to I'll put that in the show notes so you can check that out as well um but today what we're here to do talk about our top five most anticipated playstation 5 games uh you so we got top five each but you've got an honorable mention haven't you um Uh, yeah so if you mention what that one is first and then we'll go five each four three two one and then kind of go up uh but what is your what is your honorable mention uh, well, the honourable mention is, I know this is a game that a lot of people are looking forward to, and I kind of feel ashamed for saying it, but I've not actually played Horizon Zero Dawn, oh. which was released back in 2017. I know it's widely regarded by many people to be one of the best games on the PlayStation 4. Uh, from what I've seen of the trailers of Horizon Zero Dawn, it looks fantastic. It, it looks incredible, but I haven't even jumped into the first game yet. So I'm pretty... I think it's pretty safe to say had i have played and really liked the first game i think i would be seriously excited for for the follow-up mm-hmm. okay cool uh yeah i enjoyed the first game i thought it was good um but uh i won't say right now whether that is or isn't on my list because it will kind of spoil my list but uh maybe it is maybe it isn't but um yeah it's a it's a game i'm looking forward to the the follow-up which is called horizon uh forbidden west so we shall see what that comes out to. Uh, let's both do our number fives next. I will go with my fifth one, which is a game that is out tomorrow, uh, and that is called Hitman 3. Now, one of the main reasons I'm really looking forward to Hitman 3, one, because it's a Hitman game, and the last two have been very, very good. Uh, you know, the sort of rebirth of the franchise uh, with IO Interactive, um, who are, by the way, making a James Bond game, so that's going to be quite quite interesting when that happens. Um, I'm going to assume that's going to be their next game after Hitman 3, because Hitman 3 is about to come out tomorrow. Uh, very much looking forward to it, but one of the other reasons I'm really looking forward to Hitman 3 is going to be playable in VR. And uh, I do, of course, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a PlayStation VR. I know not everybody is lucky enough to have one. Uh, I've had mine for, for a fair few years at this point. Um... But I'm very curious to know how that's going to functionally work, um, you know, because when, when you go from a normal game to a VR game, you've really got to kind of change the function of the game itself, uh, especially if you are moving from the DualShock 4 to the Move controllers, you've got fundamentally just different controls, because the most notable thing that you haven't got on the Move controllers is analog sticks. So uh, we'll see how that works out, but I'm very, very curious about that. They did also say that when they release Hitman 3 for VR, that 1 and 2, Hitman 1 and 2, will also be playable in VR. So we'll see how that works out. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I, I would have been looking forward to it anyway, even without the VR edition, but uh, that just kind of adds to, uh, to the excitement for me. So uh, what's your number five? Uh, I just want to quickly preface this as well by saying I've never actually played a Hitman game. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I've only, I've I've only the, played three of them. So yeah, I've I've seen the 2007 film, unfortunately, with Timothy Olyphant, <laughs> which, needless to say, was terrible. Uh, 
Um, but I've never actually, yeah, it's just no, for no specific reason. It's just a franchise that I've never actually jumped into. Mm-hmm. Um, but the number five on my list is Resident Evil, The Village. Okay. Um, yeah. I am quite looking forward to this because, you know, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, I thought was a great game. Um, I realized that it was divisive among a lot of fans. There were a lot of people that didn't like the fact that it took the first person approach. And I know a lot of people criticized it for being unlike any other resident game, resident evil game before. Um, but for me, that's what I appreciated about it. It was so different. It, it, to me, it kind of steered the franchise in a bold new direction. I thought the game was intense, it was scary, and from what I've seen of Village, again, it looks like it's a step in the right direction. I'm really liking the fact that it's so very different from the Resident Evil games we've had before. Um, Now, obviously, the Resident Evil 2 remake was great in 2019. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, good, but at the same time, massively disappointing. Um, Way too short, for one. There was so much content cut from the original game to this remaster um i think the resident evil franchise has been a little hit hit and miss over the last few years i mean resident evil 5 i wasn't really too keen on resident evil 6 are damn bad um the weakest the weakest in the entire franchise Mm. um in my opinion but from what i've seen of village it looks, I'm liking the fact there's werewolves in there. They're kind of veering in this new direction of all these kinds of creatures and stuff that we've not seen in this franchise before. Um, I'm liking the fact that it's first person again as well. Um, so, yeah, I've liked from the two trailers that I've seen, I, I think it looks, I'm just hoping it lives up to the potential. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they don't drop the ball on this one. Because as I say, Resident Evil 7, I thought, was a solid survival horror game. And I'm just hoping that this game can at least live up to live up to that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Chris Redfield's back, who looks like he's been hitting the steroids. Yeah, um, <laughs> he looks he looks massive in that trailer, and it's almost he's almost being presented as a villain type. I don't know, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that that's a game that I'm quite looking forward to. I'm a little worried at the same time because with the Resident Evil, it's a bit like I said. There's there's just kind of a level of inconsistency there for me with that mm. franchise yeah uh my number four is uh ratchet and clank rift apart the upcoming game from insomniac uh, who are very very busy at the moment they've just released a few months ago uh, spider-man miles morales which i reviewed the other day you can check out my review for that uh they're presumably working on a spider-man 2 um and they've also been working on ratchet and clank rift apart um one th- there's one thing that insomniac have said about this game that's got me particularly excited about it and uh, i didn't really know this before and i went when they revealed ratchet and clank rift apart in the uh, one of the playstation reveal events from from last year i think there there was like two big ones i can't remember which one it was from but the the gameplay and the trailer were both shown on uh shown off um and uh we've seen quite a bit of footage actually from it and it is anticipated to be out hopefully in the first half of this year maybe we'll we'll have to see um but one thing they said was that uh ratchet and clank was actually very near and dear to them now that might have been the case for a few years i just simply didn't know that basically and uh it's, it's always good to hear a studio say something like that because even though this might not fully be the case that kind of means that okay we actually do care about what we're making here and we're not going to like just make a cash grab or we're not just going to sort of do whatever 
um that to me tells them that they genuinely care about what they're doing uh which they, they've shown that anyway with the, the two spider-man games and other things they've made in the past as well but yeah this game does look to be using the full advantage of the playstation 5 with the whole well the actual rifting between the different worlds and everything we'll see how that works out uh there's the female i think it's L- lombax they're, they're called the actual species that, yeah. that ratchet actually is uh, i don't want to call her a female ratchet because that's kind of i don't know don't really like that but uh yeah she's a female uh lombax and we don't know anything about her at the moment um so she looks like she's going to be introduced here um i can't give the character a name because she doesn't actually have one at the moment so um but yeah i to me when it comes to platformers right as everybody kind of knows i love crash bandicoot for the the just your general platformers now when it comes to action platformers and you've got things more like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dexter, you could sort of argue is a bit more like that, especially with Jack 2 and Jack 3, uh, they introduce like guns and that sort of thing, so, um, but Ratchet and Clank is my favourite like action platformer and Crash Bandicoot is my favourite platformer, if if that makes sense, because with, with Crash Bandicoot he's not like shooting, I mean he's got his Wampa Bazooka thing in, in the earlier games, but he's not firing anything like what ratchet is and it's it's very much just more focused on platforming but i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this i think there's a ton of potential here and um the one thing that i think will be quite interesting is how long do you stay in each world for uh because if it's it whether it's like short little trips to some of the worlds which it looks like that might be the case as well but you're obviously going to be um teleported between certain different worlds and how is that going to kind of work so we'll see but uh i've i've kind of Grown up with Ratchet and Clank a little bit, um, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to to those those games as well, um, or the the next game, the Rift Apart. So that's my number four. Did you read out your number four, or was that your number five? Resident, Resident Evil. Evil was my number five. Okay, yeah. what's your uh, number four? Well, I'm just gonna jump in and say that Ratchet and Clank was my number two. Ah. Um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank is one of the best PlayStation exclusive franchises. Um, to me, it's it's when I think of PlayStation, Ratchet and Clank is one of them very first franchises mm. I think of. Yeah. Uh, when the first game out game came out in two thousand two, I fell in love with it. The original trilogy I bought that on PlayStation three remastered. Um, I've, I've always had a soft spot for Ratchet and Clank. The sense of humour, the different worlds, the world travelling. I bought Ratchet and Clank a cracking time on the PlayStation 3 was one of the best, one of the best of the franchise. Um, I love the arsenal with different weapons you get in this game. There's mm. like, you know, a good a good sense of innovativeness to them. Um, and of course, you know, this game's been a little while coming. I mean, the last Ratchet and Clank game we had was back in 2016 on the PlayStation 4, which was which was really good, but it was essentially a remake. It was essentially a remake of the original Ratchet & Clank. So we haven't actually had kind of a, a brand new, if you will, Ratchet & Clank game um, it, for a while. Uh, you know, Ratchet & Clank are a great duo. They bounce off each other really well. There's a, there's a great sense of humour. Uh, I love Captain Quark in it as well. He's a fantastic <laughs> character. Yeah. Um, they're just great, and it's a great blend of platforming, action, and puzzling. Um, they've got very little to fault with the Ratchet and Clank franchise, in all fairness. Um, so I'm, I'm, it looks impressive. From mm. what I've seen of the trailers, I mean, as you said, I mean, this is a pretty early release title, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, Jesus, if this is what the PlayStation 5 is capable of now um it looks incredible as you say there's absolutely no delays in between drifting between these these different worlds it looks 
fantastic and really utilizing getting the most of the playstation 5 mm-hmm. so if all things you know if the previous games are anything to go by i think this game should be an absolute treat yeah definitely so hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey everybody, just before we jump into my number three on this list for, for the podcast that we're doing, just wanted to edit in edit in here, sorry, and uh, do a bit of housekeeping, let you know what else we've been up to on Entertainment Talk. Uh, so yesterday we did our gaming podcast, we talked about The Last of Us, uh, the TV show for HBO has found its first director, and uh, Naughty Dog is also doing a bit of a hiring process. They're hiring for about 20 people or so uh, for, for whatever their next project is. Uh, we don't know exactly what that's for, but we speculated on the podcast and also talked a bit about uh, Last of Us, the HBO t- TV series, gain- gaining a bit of progress uh, with finding its director and whatnot. So uh, we talked about that. We talked a little about VR and uh, some VR experiences and a couple of things that are going on with Oculus as well uh i gave my kind of uh, impressions if you will of spider-man miles morales although i did also do a spoiler free review this week uh, robert talked a little bit more about assassin's creed his experience and we kind of talked about that for a little bit as well uh, and a whole bunch of other things as well so you can look out for that that's week's gaming talk po- that's uh, that's this week's gaming talk podcast uh, over on the united cast man united have drawn nil nil uh, away in the Premier League at Anfield against Liverpool. Manchester United do remain at the top of the Premier League table. That's the important part. Uh, but I talked about our performance and um, everything else kind of involving that. So you can go and listen to the United cast. We play against um, 
Fulham tomorrow, actually, yeah, uh, in, in the Premier League, so look out for that. Uh, as I said, my uh, skip review for Spider-Man Miles Morales, skip is the rating that I gave the game. We've got, of course, our rating system, but that's what I chose. Did a spoiler-free review, talked about what went right, what went wrong, that that kind of thing. Uh, did a review for that. Did two DC-themed podcasts, um, as of recently did my Wonder Woman 1984 review. If you're in the UK and you want to go and rent or buy the film, it is available on the Xbox Store, on the PlayStation Store... Uh, on on VOD basically, so on demand, uh, you can go on Amazon and purchase it on there as well if you would like to do so. Uh, so that's my skip review for Wonder Woman 1984. I also did kind of a companion piece to that, if you want to call it that. Uh, it talks about how the DCEU itself is failing to use its own brand, which is DC. So talked about that. Uh, continued with the uh, podcast for this month, the month of positive creators, which is our mini series for January. For January every year going forward, uh, there's been two episodes so far. The first was for Bex, Bex Trista, who streams on Twitch. Uh, Trista bites Trista B Y T E S on Twitch, and David, who runs Geek Town, uh, Geek Town UK, and Geek Town Radio, your, your weekly TV and film news podcast. You can go and find uh, the the news over there, your TV and film news on Geek Town UK and on Geek Town Radio, Geek Town Radio episodes get released on Tuesday so have a look out for the newest episode today at uh, some point later on today have a look out for that um, and uh, yeah just going to what's the other thing that we've got Actor and Actress Spotlight episode 9 for Elliot Page who is the star of Juno Beyond Two Souls, The Umbrella Academy uh, the, the Netflix TV series and a few other things as well that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and you can find us on podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, thanks for listening and we will now I'll now hand you back to um, before when we did our list uh, for my number three. So get ready for that in a second. Uh, let's move into number three. Uh, my number three is Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, yes, I know there's the controversy with J.K. Rowling but... I don't care about her. Uh, to me, this is more a case of um, supporting the devs because, look, whether it's... I don't know how many devs are in that team, whether it's hundreds or, or thousands, I'm not actually sure. Um, but I would rather support those and still get the game as opposed to um, being... Well, it's, you know, offensive what she said and all that about the the, the trans stuff and everything uh, from, from a few months ago. Um, but yeah, I would rather choose to support the the devs that have actually worked hard on this game rather than boycotting it just because of what she said. Do you get what I mean? Like, I would rather support all those people and get the game as opposed to just like, uh, you know, shoving the game off because of what one person sort of said or whatever. But, uh, yeah, um, I think that, uh, this game looks like it's got a ton of potential. Um, I remember when the game was leaked a few years ago actually now that was that was probably quite a while ago and everyone was like oh I really hope this is real and you know it it, it kind of looked real from the from the footage that we saw uh and then yeah I just kept with there was it's interesting so there was three Warner Brothers games uh that were kind of we we sort of knew were in development and we wondered what they actually were that was whatever Rocksteady was working on whatever this next Batman game was going to be and this uh Harry Potter game those were the three really big uh Warner Brothers games and everything um that uh, that were on the way and the one that we didn't actually know if it was real or not was the Harry Potter game we knew that Rocksteady was working on something we knew there was probably a Batman game in development we just didn't know what it was going to be until now uh, and all three of them kind of got revealed um, roughly around the same time and uh, I just think if you're going into a next-gen PS5 basically magic RPG 
there's so much potential as to what you could do and one of the smart things that this series is doing uh, i can't remember what year it's supposed to be set in but it is a it's a long time before harry potter and everybody else's kind of story and it's not going to have any ties into that i think that's actually quite a good idea because then you're not sort of tied down to any canon and you can tell you can tell kind of a fresh new story because uh, i mean harry potter's story has been been told he had the seven films and all that uh and eight yeah yeah it was in <laughs> yeah. Parts, it? yeah uh but yeah, yeah they they told all the story with with his films his story was told and they can kind of move on a little bit and still use kind of the dna of the franchise but just just tell a new story with kind of new characters i think that's going to be cool so uh that's my number three what is your number three? Oh well my number four because obviously i jumped to two uh my number four um right. game would actually be little nightmares 2 now, I'm assuming this is on your list as well. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, so I think we can probably both talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Little Nightmares 2, loved the first game. Um, really short and sweet, fantastic. Really loved that game's aesthetics. Um, you know, almost Tim Burton-esque. It was creepy, mm. but, yeah. you know, it was kind of a solid platform slash puzzler. Um, and obviously there was a demo released recently and I, I mean from what I've played of it and from what I've seen of it I feel like this has the potential to be a sequel that actually surpasses the first possibly. what's your views yeah yeah possibly um, um it's it's interesting because we it were, looks incredible sorry it's interesting because we were preparing to do this episode in that and I said to you oh the little nightmares demo is out I played it and I was like yeah that's definitely in my list um for like most anticipated it already yeah. was gonna be but i was like yeah now it definitely is and then we went to like set a time and date to do the podcast and you were like oh wait you have you said to me oh you hadn't played the demo yet and i was like you're gonna want to play that demo before we do this podcast um because uh yeah, yeah th- then then you realized what you were kind of in for and that but um yeah i th- i think this game looks great i think that even that's how, how long would you say the demo is about 30 minutes or so um it probably i I'd say probably about 15 to 20 at the most. I'd say Maybe, 20 minutes yeah. at the very most. Yeah. yeah. That that 20 minutes of gameplay was phenomenal. I mean, just use of music and uh, presentation, gameplay. Uh, you still got kind of that really... There's always that, that like, um, overarching kind of question of Little Nightmares of like, okay, what is actually going on in this world? And every time you see, like, a new enemy character who's doing something whether it's cutting something up or uh, what what whatever these enemies tend to do you always kind of look at them and you see because you're obviously like the little guy or whatever hence the little nightmares and the enemies are usually quite kind of really big tall characters and when you're sneaking around like tables or little boxes or whatever you're always kind of looking at the enemies and thinking like what what's your story like do you know what i mean there's there's yeah. a really good era or era of sort of uh, yeah. horror mystery to it as well so i like this world i like this world that they've yeah. obviously created yeah. and obviously this sequel is going to expand on that greatly from the looks of things i mean it looks amazing i've noticed that the controls are actually a little better as well the controls have slightly improved um there was only a, a just kind of a minor minor little criticism with the first game the controls i felt were a little unresponsive at times basic jumps I felt were made quite difficult, but that's only just a minor. It, it was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. I know there's also been a criticism saying the first game was a bit too short, but they kind of went quality over quantity. I know the developers said that. 
It is quite a short game. There is DLC that really kind of adds to it as well, though. There's free DLCs. Um, but it's just the experience. It's the experience of the game. Mm. Um, the fact of, I, I just love this world and these inhabitants that they've created. And while it's not technically a survival horror game, because the developers have even said it's not survival horror. Um, I can't remember what they described it as. They called it kind of a psychological... I can't remember. There was a term that they used, but they don't see it as a survival horror game. It's mm. basically a game of hide and seek, isn't it? It's yeah, like a hide yeah. and seek kind of game. Mm. Um, I'm absolutely in love with this already. Um, having not even played the demo, just seeing some of the footage and seeing some of the screenshots and that. And I'm really hoping that I'm hoping that this game's going to be a little bit longer than the first one. Um, but from what I can tell. I reckon there's a good possibility of that because I'm seeing a hell of a lot of different screenshots in different locations and going to the city itself um, and going to a hospital. And so I think this game's going to be a little bit longer as well, but it's just fantastic. I love the game's aesthetics. And I'm not sure if you know, but there's a four issue comic series that actually expands on the lore. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That, I was looking into buying it, but I looked at the prices. This this comic came out in 2017, and the cheapest price I found it uh, for for all four issues is about 120 pounds. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh. it, it's out of print now, harder to get hold of. So I'm not even going to bother. As much as I love Little Nightmares, I'm not yeah, willing to that's, spend. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> on that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Little Nightmares. Yeah, very quickly. It's in my it's in my third spot. Nice. Um, yeah, and I, as soon as I kind of finished the demo and that, I was like, this is, I know this is very, very early because we're literally 19 days into the year. I was like, this is an early game of the year contender. If if the full game is as good as this demo, that's an early game of the year contender. And the thing is, right, when we get to December and we all start talking about, oh, what's the best games, TV shows, films of the year, everyone kind of forgets like the first three months. Um, mm. and, and when things like, oh, you know, cyberpunk and whatever come out the end of the year, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's that. It's that kind of recency, not recency bias, but that sort of recency sort of like, okay, I remember this thing better because I enjoyed it and it was more recent. Um, so you, yeah. you do have to remember these early year kind of games, like like Hitman tomorrow, um, if that's a game of the year contender. I don't know if it will be, but uh, you you got to remember some of those earlier games. But yeah, yeah it's definitely I mean, got that potential. So. Little nightmares just had so many kind of anxiety-inducing moments. <laughs> um, it, it's weird because it's creepy, but it also has a level of cuteness to it. That's what's it really bizarre. There's kind yeah. of a level of cuteness there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's kind of storytelling without actually any words either. There's a level of storytelling going on there. Mm. Um, but I like that air of mystery to it as well. Um I mean, one particular highlight, I don't want to spoil it, but one particular highlight for the one moment in this in the first game that really had me kind of like my anxiety sky high was confronting the lady towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> having to use a mirror and yeah, that was that was creepy stuff. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. That was your number four, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I read out my number three, which was Hogwarts Legacy. So what is your number three? Number three is, again, I think a very highly anticipated game for a lot of people, considering it's been a long time since we had kind of an official game in the franchise. And that's Oddworld Soulstorm. Mm. 
Um, yeah. Oddworld Abe's Odyssey back in 1997 when it came out on the PlayStation 1 quickly became one of my favourite games on that console. I, again, like Little Nightmares, I loved the world that was created. I loved the characters that we were given. I loved that whole environment. Um, and the fact that it was essentially a puzzle platformer. This was very much kind of a thinking guy's platformer. This was a platform game, but you really had to use your brain. Um, I think Abe himself is a is a great creation, the Sligs. And it was quite a challenging game as well. I mean, one of the real challenges in that game lied in the trying to save all 100 Madokans. If you just let one die, you'd actually get the bad ending. That was the difference between the good ending and the bad ending, just one death. Um, and I, I saw a trailer for, to, for this game just about a month or so ago, and it looks impressive. It looks really impressive. I mean, we had Abe's Exodus, which was a really good sequel follow-up. But from what I know, this game is actually a continuation from the first game. So this actually omits Yeah, th- this, this is what the second game was going to be but yeah. um basically the, the the development cycle on the second game was cut short to nine months so they had to yeah. um not go with what with what they're doing now but now that they're actually i think an independent studio um yeah. they're able to well do what they want so yeah, yeah. um because they've, um, they've taken a few years to make this but that's kind of what it takes sometimes so yeah this game um you know i'm i'm, I'm firmly hoping that this game is worth the way i mean Obviously, we had Munch's Odyssey, which was originally released on the Xbox, which was good. It was good. But at the same time, to me, Oddworld is more suited as a 2D game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Stranger's Wrath, again, a good game set within the old Oddworld universe, but it was very different to the Oddworld games before it. So I'm just looking forward to seeing Oddworld going back to its roots. Um, I mean, visually, this, this, this game looks incredible. I mean, it looks, yeah, th- this is definitely... This is one of the must-buy games for me. Um, while, as you know, mate, I, I don't game to the extent that I used to, <laughs> but all five games on this list are going to be definite um, must-buys for me. And I think Oddworld is the number one game on my list. I'm actually not expecting to be as good as Oddworld, but you'll see why I'm more excited for it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah, my number two um, is actually Little Nightmares 2, which we've already talked about. Um, I'm going to reveal my number one after you do. So what is your number one? Okay, uh, this isn't going to come as a shock to you, because obviously, as you know, I'm a big Batman fan. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Arkham Knight was released back in, yeah, you know, putting it kind of mildly. I'm a huge DC fan. Arkham Knight was back out you know released in 2015 and it, it just seems like there's not a month that goes by where we've been talking about is another arkham game gonna happen is another batman game gonna happen i think to be honest to be honest it's really been a case of when not if yeah, yeah. i think we've all kind of known of course batman's way too big of a character and they're not gonna leave him alone for too long so we're getting gotham knights now obviously the difference with this game is it's actually centered on the bat family as opposed to batman himself Batman is actually believed to be well he's MIA he's believed to be dead um I already sense a plot twist coming by the way yeah. um but yeah the game fair. is centered around Batgirl Red Hood uh Robin and of course Dick Grayson's Nightwing um it's actually introduces two player co-op to the franchise which is going to be kind of interesting to see I'm gonna I'm, I'm just hoping that kind of works out um also they seem to have They've introduced something, kind of an RPG element almost, 
where obviously I think your characters can get leveled up and stuff, which of course happened in the Arkham series anyway. You know, you level up, you get points, you can get new gadgets and so forth. But it seems the enemies and bosses and all that in this new game actually have health bars as well. Hmm which yeah. is something that we didn't see before. So they're doing things a little differently, but it, it just goes to show you, you can make a DC Batman game without having Batman at the forefront. And I'm just hoping, because I'm a big Red Hood fan, I love Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and I'm just hoping this storyline and this game actually does these characters justice. Um, but one of the things I'm most looking forward to in this game is the inclusion of the Court of Owls which are making their video game debut. I mean, The Court of Owls, written by Scott Snyder back in 2011, was one of the best Batman storylines in years. I think The Court of Owls was a fantastic new villain created for Batman. And obviously, they play a big part in this story. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're incorporated into uh, into the video game world of Batman. Um, I'll admit, I'm excited, but... A little nervous because I know this is coming from uh, Rocksteady Montreal, who did Arkham Origins. Yeah. Warner Brothers Montreal, sorry. Who obviously were the development studio behind Origins, which is very much considered kind of the black sheep of the Arkham franchise. It's considered to be by most people to be the weakest of the four. Um, I liked it. I think it's kind of underrated. I mean, narratively speaking, it's the weakest of a franchise, certainly, Mm -hmm. but it still had some things to appreciate. It had some of the best boss fights in the entire franchise, you know, most notably in Deathstroke and Firefly. Um, Even Bane's fight was a hell of a lot better than his fight in Arkham Asylum. Um, So I think that's what some people are worried about, that it's coming from it's coming from the studio that developed the Batman game that they weren't as keen on. Mm. Yeah. but we'll see i'm just liking the fact that they're doing something a little different it's not batman again at the forefront it's the bat family because i think the bat family deserve a bit of exposure as well to be honest some of these characters are very often overshadowed by the dark knight mm-hmm. um yeah. so yeah it, so i'm kind of like i'm excited but i'm kind of like at the same time my expectations are not sky high but still what kind of a DC fan would I be if I didn't put this at number one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's all of your list. I still got my number one to reveal, which is Oddworld Soulstorm. Um, from everything that we've seen of this game, which is not very much, but what we have seen of this game, I've been impressed every time. Um, the the one thing that just really sticks out to me is that, that whole story that I, well, both listened to and 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 sort of read about was like uh when they went to make odd old exodus which was the second game they only had nine months they weren't able to fully uh realize their their vision that they had for the game they had to kind of cut back on things a little bit not strip things out of the game but just not put things in because they had they had a bit of a limited time i mean nine months to make a video game um is it not very long at all uh i mean fifa FIFA basically does it every year but they they don't need to do too much there whatever but um when you're making a big game like this you do need you know three four sometimes five years uh to do these things uh but the thing that really sticks out to me this game looks as ambitious as hell i mean uh just 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 the pure scope of this game what it looks like they're going for um it looks as well like i don't know it just looks like a bigger more realized game and i know that's quite obvious because obviously the the original second game that we had is on the ps1 which is far more limited than what we're going to be able to have today on the on the ps4 and ps5 but uh 
I don't know. There's there's even a few inclusions of like different lines from the uh, is it is it Mudokans? I think they're called Abe's um, actual uh, race and stuff. There's a few different lines from them because obviously when you're getting them to follow you and trying trying to rescue them, they say different things here and there. Um, I'm hoping they go all out with that sort of thing because it looks like they got some interesting little kind of ideas there. Um, I think cinematically, not graphically, but cinematically, I think this game looks really, really interesting. Um, and I'm just, I'm just looking forward to seeing from a studio, studio that I really love, games that I kind of grew up with a little bit with the, with the Abe franchise, just to fully, finally see this, re- this full version of the game that they had planned. I mean, you're talking about the second Abe game, which came out on the PlayStation One. It's been a, that's a hell of a long time to have to kind of wait to be able to fully realize. Uh, your vision for the game um it looks it looks crazy it looks over the top but in not the best possible way and i'm I'm just really looking forward to seeing what they're able to do here now that they're an independent studio nobody can sort of tell them what to do they have only they, they, they've only really got their own deadlines to to kind of go by um and they can just they, they've already been able to work on this game for a good few years uh, so we'll see what they're able to do. Um, I think March 2021 was sort of the pinned date that we had, uh, or the pinned month, I should say. Um, yeah. So we'll see what they've got. But and this yeah. is obviously PlayStation 5 exclusive, isn't it? This isn't coming to the PS4, I or think, is it? I think it's coming to both. I'm not completely okay. sure. Okay. Uh, but I am including games here that are going to be on 4 and 5. Yeah. Uh, like like yeah. Man 3 and that sort of thing. So Yeah, because... Uh, um... Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, there seems to be a lot of scope. It does look very ambitious. Yeah. Um, and the this world, obviously, I'm just looking forward to seeing this world, this, this this expansive world. I mean, the original game is very much, I think, a fan favourite among a lot of original PlayStation owners. Yeah. You know, it was a game that was critically and commercially successful. Um, you know, and you know, remember the enemies, like, you, I mean, you had your sligs, and do you remember the paramites and the scraps? Oh, God. I mean, then then paramites, I actually found kind of creepy. I mean, my 15-year-old mm. self was playing that game, and them scraps were almost spider-like. Yeah. They're like the, yeah. The, yeah, I mean, that, that game had some kind of, like, quite horrific elements to it as well. I mean, at its core, it's quite a dark little story. Because the Madokans, if you remember the original trilogy, the, the original game, they're, they're eating them. They're using the Madokans for the food. Yeah, the slaves and all that. So it, it's interesting with Abe because there is always that kind of... There's a comedic tone that I wouldn't say it clashes with the dark tone, but it blends surprisingly well because like Abe will make jokes, he'll like bang his in like cutscenes, he'll bang his head on something or be a bit clumsy, and there is that little bit of comedy in there. But like the overall theme of this game is extremely dark. I mean, yeah, these these a uh, Madukans are slaves. They're being eaten. They're being you know beaten and whatever. So it is quite dark. But yeah, there's just I mean, how. How satisfying was it to possess someone and, and make them explode? <laughs> to possess yeah. one of the slicks. Yeah, and then you definitely. had the slogs, which were the guard dogs that mm. the slids, slicks were in control of. And then to yeah. shoot the slog. Not to sound like a sadist and all that. But it was <laughs> it was always quite satisfying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean even, I... even when you took one of them over and you exploded them, Abe does this little, like, giggle to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he, you know, he, he probably enjoyed killing the thing that's enslaved him, really. Yeah. So... Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, Old World Soulstorm was very close. That and Ark and uh, Gotham Knights were jostling for the top spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, I'm I'm going to say this: Old World Soulstorm, I believe, will be the better game. I think it will. I think Old World Soulstorm. My expectations for that game are pretty high. I have to admit. 
Um, so my expectations for Gotham Knights aren't as high as that. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, to be honest, I thought you was going to include... Now, I don't know if this is coming out this year. There was another game I kind of wanted to quickly mention, but I don't know if it's 2021 or 2022, and that's God of War. Okay, they've put 2021 on it, but we I don't know about that. I so. imagine it'll probably get put back, wouldn't it? Mm. We've not even got any footage yet from the game, have no. we? No, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, that's some of our most anticipated games, our top five most anticipated games. Uh, let us know from the list what you're looking forward to, and if there is something not on the list, like God of War or something else like that, uh, what you're looking forward to playing. Uh, I think for something like Spider-Man 2, it's just way too early for something like that, because I mean, M Miles Morales has basically just come out, so... It's just, uh, it's just a bit early. So, uh, But let us know what you're looking forward to playing, what you're maybe not looking forward to playing, and uh, all that kind of thing. Uh, you can let us know, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, Twitter e Talk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, Barry, thank you very much for joining me today. It's uh, it's been it's been fun and interesting. Uh, always good to talk about video games with you. Um, you've uh, speaking of podcasts, which is what we are here doing right now. Uh, Barry, you've recently kind of uh, restarted. Well, not restarted. You've kind of gone back to continuing uh, your podcasts. Um, Barry is on YouTube. Uh, so not on podcast services or, or websites, but if you want to look on YouTube, if you search for Talk and Stalk or if you search for Geektopia, uh, you can find some of his uh, episodes. You recently did your Wonder Woman review and yep. your, it was like a Michael Keaton, Batman. My uh, kind of expectations, sort of yeah, kind of my forecast for Batman in the future of the DCU and what kind of role he'd play in that. Mm -hmm. And then also on yeah. uh, Talk and Stalk talked about um, like slasher films that aren't in franchises or uh, whatever it was yeah my most yeah my most recent podcast was on some of the uh, some of the standalone some of the best standalone slasher flicks from the golden age so the non-franchise slasher films so no halloween's no nightmare on elm streets no friday the 13th just some of the slasher films that people have probably haven't seen mm. yeah uh, so go and search for both of those and uh make sure you get subscribed to all of that and uh, that should be fun as well uh i'm hoping to be on a future episode at some point we will arrange that and try and uh, do that at some point as well so look out for all of that uh, but for entertainment talk you can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org uh, tv video games films and manchester united podcasts top of the league at the moment with the draw nil nil at liverpool uh, you can find all my podcasts for all those things i did also recently review uh, wonder woman and i did my own sort of uh, podcast on the the overall state if you want to call it that of the of the dceu so you can have a look out for all those uh, but if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk we're on patreon you can look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options uh word of mouth you can simply just tell people that you know about the website and the itunes feeds and about barry's podcast and, and that sort of thing as well uh so do that social media you can do the same thing but through facebook and twitter uh if you want your up-to-date reliable tv and film news which i assume that you do want that uh you can find that all on geektown.co.uk and geektown radio geektown radios are on tuesdays so look out for a new episode later today um and uh, for yeah for all your tv and film news with david over there uh, if you want to see bex streaming almost daily on twitch you can find her over there as well uh, trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s over on twitch go and follow her and get involved with all that fun stuff as well thanks very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye take care